Hey friends, welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 292 of reading the Bible together this year. Today we finish up another book. We wrap up the book of Acts, reading Acts chapters 27 and 28. We're also going to read Psalm 132. You can probably hear it. I have my drink. I have a pink drink today from Starbucks. Mm. I hope you have your favorite drink, whether it's a coffee or a tea, soda, water, Celsius, Red Bull, Monster, whatever time of day it is you're listening, whatever time of day it is you're following along. I hope you're just ready to like settle in for a few minutes and let's do this together. Uh, So let's get going. When it was decided that we were to sail to Italy, they handed over Paul and some of the other prisoners to a centurion named Julius of the Imperial Regiment. When he had boarded a ship of Adramidium, we put to sea, intending to sail to ports along the coast of Asia. Aristarchus, a Macedonian of Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and allowed him to go to his friends to receive their care. When we had put out to sea from there, we sailed along the northern coast of Cyprus because the winds were against us. After sailing through the open sea off Cilicia and Pamphylia, we reached Myra and Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. Sailing slowly for many days with difficulty, we arrived off... I'm not even sure how you say this. C-N-I-D-U-S. Is it the sea silent? Is it Nidus? Canidus? Canidus? Nidus? I, I, that's a weird one. Moving on. Since the wind did not allow us to approach it, we sailed along the south side of Crete off Salomon. Salomon. Oh, friends, I may need coffee instead of a pink drink. We sailed along the south side of Crete off Salmon. With still more difficulty, we sailed along the coast and came to a place called Fair Havens near the city of Lycia. By now, much time had passed and the voyage was already dangerous. Since the Day of Atonement was already over, Paul gave his advice and told them, Men, I can see that this voyage is headed toward disaster and heavy loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid attention to the captain and owner of the ship rather than to what Paul said. Since the harbor was unsuitable to winter and the majority decided to set sail from there, hoping somehow to reach Phoenix, a harbor on Crete facing the south and northwest and to winter there. When a gentle south wind sprang up, they thought they had achieved their purpose. They weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete, but before long, long, a fierce wind called the Northeaster rushed down from the island. Since the ship was caught and unable to head into the wind, we gave it to... We gave, we gave way to it and were driven along. After running under the shelter of a little island called Cauda, we were barely able to get control of the skiff. After hoisting it up, they used ropes and tackle and girded the ship. Fearing they would run ground on the Sirtis, they lowered the drift anchor, and in this way, they were driven along. Because we were s- severely battered by the storm, they began to jettison the cargo the next day. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their hands. For many days, neither sun or stars appeared, and the severe storm kept raging. Finally, all hope was fading that we would be saved. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul then stood up among them and said, You men should have followed my advice to sail from Crete, not to sail from Crete, and sustain this damage and loss. Now I urge you to take courage, 
because there will be no loss of any of your lives, but only of the ship. For last night, an angel of the God I belong to and serve stood by me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. It is necessary for you to appear before Caesar. And indeed, God has graciously given you all those who were sailing with you. So take courage, men. I believe God that it will be just the way I was it just the way it was told to me. But we have to run aground on some island. When the fourteenth night came, we were drifting in the Adriatic Sea, and about midnight the sailors thought they were approaching land. They took soundings and found it to be a hundred and twenty feet deep. When they had sailed a little further and sounded again, they found it to be ninety feet deep. Then fearing we might run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern, prayed for daylight to come. Some sailors tried to escape from the ship. They had they let, let down the skiff into the sea, pretending that they were going to put out anchors from the bow, from the bow. Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut the ropes along the skiff and let it drop away. When it was about daylight, Paul urged them to take food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have been waiting and going without food, having eaten nothing. So I urge you to take some food, for this is your survival, since none of you will lose a hair from your head. After he said these things, had taken some bread, he gave thanks to God in the presence of all of them, and after he broke it, he began to eat. They all were encouraged and took food from themselves, and all there were 276 of us on the ship. When they had eaten enough, they began to enlighten the ship by throwing the grain overboard into the sea. When daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but sighted a bay with a beach. They planned to run the ship ashore if they could. After cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and headed for the beach. But they struck a sandbar and ran the ship aground. The bow jammed fast and remained immovable while the stern began to break up by the pounding of the waves. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners so that no one could swim away and escape. But the certain centurion kept I'm sorry, but the centurion kept them from carrying out their plan because he wanted to save Paul, and so he ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and to get to land. The rest were follow the rest the rest were to follow some on planks and some on debris from the ship in this way everyone safely reached the shore once safely ashore we then learned that the island was called malta the local people showed us extraordinary kindness they lit a fire and took us all in since it was raining and cold as paul gathered a bundle of brushwood and put it on the fire a viper came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand when the local people saw the snake hanging from his hand they said to one another this man no doubt is a murderer even though he has escaped the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. But he shook the shake off and shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no harm. They expected that he would begin to swell up or suddenly drop dead. After they waited a long time and saw nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. Now in the area around that place was an estate belonging to the leading man of the island named Publius, who welcomed us and entertained us hospitably for three days. Publius's father was in bed suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went to him and praying, laying his hands on him, he healed him. After this, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. So they heaped many honors on us, and when we 
sailed, they gave us what we needed. After three months, we set sail in an Alexandrian ship that had wintered at the island with the twin gods. At its figurehead, putting in at Syracuse, we stayed three days. From there, after making a circuit along the coast, we reached Regium. After one day, a south wind sprang up, and the second day, we came to Puteoli? Puteoli? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I thought we were done with the hard names when we left the Old Testament. Okay. There we found brothers and sisters and were invited to stay a week with them, and so we came to Rome. Now the brothers and sisters from there had heard the news about us and had come to meet us as far as the Forum of Apius and the Three Taverns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. When we entered Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who guarded him. After three days, he called together the leaders of the Jews. When they had gathered, he said to them, Brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. After they examined me, they wanted to release me, since there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. Because the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no charge to bring against my people. For this reason, I've asked to see you and speak to you. In fact, it is for the hope of Israel that I'm wearing this chain. When they had, then they had said to him, We haven't received any letters about you from Judea. None of the brothers have come and reported or spoken anything evil about you. But we want to hear what your views are, since we know that people everywhere are speaking against this sect. After arranging a day with him, many came to him at his lodging from dawn to dusk. He expounded and testified about the kingdom of God. He tried to persuade them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. Some were persuaded by what he said, but others did not believe. Disagreeing among themselves, they began to leave the altar. Paul made one more or Paul made one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah when he said, "Go to these people and say, you will always be a you will always be listening but never understanding." You will always be looking, but never perceiving. For the hearts of these people have grown callous. Their ears are hard of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you, this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Paul stayed in Paul stayed two whole years in his own rented house and he welcomed all who visited him proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance that's acts friends now we are going to read from psalms psalm 132 lord remember david and all the hardships he endured and how he swore an oath to the lord making a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not allow my eyes to sleep or my eyelids to slumber until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. We heard the ark of the ark and Ephrathah. We found it in the fields of Jar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Rise up, Lord. Come to your resting place, you and your powerful ark. May your priests be clothed with righteousness and may your faithful people shout for joy. For the sake of your servant, David, do not reject your anointed one. 
The Lord swore an oath to David, a promise he will not abandon. I will set one of your offspring on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my decrees that I will teach them, their sons will also sit on your throne forever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his home. This is my resting place forever. I will make my home here because I have desired it. I will abundantly bless its food. I will satisfy its needy with bread. I will clothe its priests with salvation and its faithful people with a shout for joy. There I will make a horn grow for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but the crown he wears will be glorious. That's it. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together and we start the book of Romans. Let's get going on it, friends. I'll see you then.